You're listening to Tech Talk Central. We have with us Natasha Krithara. Welcome. Uh, nice to meet you. Nice to be here. <laughs> she, uh, I, I startled you. Natasha is, um, she comes from the IT department, but right now she's working on something that's got to do with medicine. She will explain that. She's a postdoc researcher here at Democritus, which is one of the biggest uh, research, research centers in Greece. And she's working on a project called EASIS, a very Greek word, but it's an EU project. So tell us, Natasha, what is it that you do? Uh, first of all, I'm glad to be here and thank you to give me the opportunity to talk about the project. So as you said, the SS is a new project we have, an EU project, uh, Horizon 2020. It started uh, back in, in April mm-hmm. and it's a three-year uh, three prog- uh, project. Uh, it has to do with precision medicine and uh, health policy making. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to explain while what these terms mean. Okay. Uh, uh, but you're you're an IT person, right? An, and exactly. you're getting into medicine. How does that work? Well, what we are doing is that we, we're not taking the place of the doctor, of course. But what we're doing is that we're taking the data doctors have, uh, in addition with other available big data, uh, in order to help doctors in their in their work. Uh, so the idea is to analyze and to integrate clinical data, pharmacogenomics data, and uh, sequence data. Mm-hmm. Uh, in combination with open data such as uh, publications or uh, ontologies, taxonomies or open databases in order to get results about uh, precision medicine. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does it mean? Precision medicine has to do with uh, personalized treatment and uh, diagnosis uh, of the patients. Uh, give, us studies, a, give us yes. an example in layman to, terms. Yes. So you got somebody who's sick. They're going to go to the doctor, and what 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 are they going to hear once this is working you know, in a few years? In a few years in the future, yeah. uh, maybe I should first start by saying what is happening now. Now we have more more or less general purpose drugs uh, that are used for for uh, specific diseases, for example, for Alzheimer's or cancer. Mm-hmm. But recent studies have shown that they're they're ineffective in many cases. And this is why, because each person and each patient is different. Uh, this is why what we want to do is based on their, uh, their historic data or uh, the, the genetic information they have, mm-hmm. uh, if we can personalize the treatment we give them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it's so it's the information you have from the general population. Exactly. So we go into, uh, into breadth, the general population, and the depth. So the information we have for the specific patient that has to do from electronic health records mm-hmm. for him, genetic data that we have, genomic data that we have that we analyze, uh, any other image analysis that has to do with PET scans, uh, MRIs, etc. Mm-hmm. So we try to combine all this information to get uh, to get the to, to try to find the best treatment for this patient or the group of patients he belongs. So okay. we try to do either individual patient diagnosis or group uh, patient that has to do that to have patients with the same characteristics, for example. Mm -hmm. Uh, As an example, uh, where precision medicine has started to work, uh, I think you all know about Plavix, which is a a a drug for cardiac diseases. Mm -hmm. Well, it has been proven that it doesn't work for people who have a specific uh, genetic modification Mm -hmm. in a gene. Mm -hmm. Uh, And actually it hurts them great problem. Uh, this is something that precision medicine can do. It can help. Yes, yeah. it can help with other diseases and other, and other drugs. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and specifically, so in EASIS, the project we're talking about, we're focusing in two main cases. The one is the cancer and, and the special lung cancer, uh -huh. and the other is Alzheimer's diseases. Okay. And we have chosen these two uh, diseases because it has been proven from, uh, from uh, studies that uh, the general purpose drugs are more ineffective. Uh, I think in a percentage of 70 or 75 percent. Oh, so these yeah. are, it's, it, uh, finding a cure is rare and you decided to go for these kind of diseases? Th there are, there are uh, treatments, but the general purpose treatment they are using, it's not good for all patients. Uh, okay. So we need personalized treatment for the different type of patients. This is, this is an incredible different kind of medicine, which uh, I understand a lot of patients probably can't even fathom right now. Um, this is just going into uh, a medical office and uh, they're taking uh, blood and doing an analysis of you and then fitting you in the general population, looking up, probably be done with artificial intelligence, obviously. Exactly. Uh, We're completely talk about mechanical. But um, where do you find the data? I, I do understand there's a huge problem of collecting data. We're at the beginning. It's not like that I'm not optimistic it's going to change. But right now, you're trying to discover new ways, but I think there's also a problem of collecting data right now. So That's can true. you a little bit explain that and how is it going to work and what are your expectations? Because it's only three years you're going to be doing this project. It's exactly. So uh, for the two different use cases, uh, we have hospitals behind that they will help us in the collection of the data. Uh, so for the lung cancer domain, the, the lung cancer use case, uh, we have the uh, the uh, hospital, the Puerto Heio in Madrid, uh -huh. which is the university hospital, mm -hmm. uh, in collaboration with the, Polytec the Polytechnic University in Madrid, uh, who are already have electronic health records, and in addition they are doing uh, it's, it's a new kind of uh, data that they call liquid biopsies. Oh. It's actually they, co they collect, you know about I've it? read about it, yeah. Okay. So they, they manage to find a tumor in the, in the blood if it's circulating yeah. and then find different. Okay, so uh, they already have data for, for patients and during the project we will have data for more than 1,000 patients. Uh -huh. uh, and it's not only, so we have electronic health records, different uh, other environmental uh, data that concerns them, uh, genetic data that has to do with uh, liquid biopsies. And in addition, uh, in NIAS is what we're doing is that we try to get advantage of all the other data that are available. There are many open databases. There are thousands of uh, publications, medical publications, that they have information about the specific diseases. Uh, you have ontologists and taxonomies. Mm -hmm. So the idea is to combine the information we have from the hospital mm -hmm. with this uh, other big data in order to get results uh, that have meaning and find patterns that we cannot find otherwise. Obviously, um, it, the results are not only when it comes to the disease. You're also leaving a legacy as to how the models are formed because you're talking exactly. about a lot of data, which in some cases might not be complete or something missing. But you're doing these projects right now is you're writing down how these models are formed because these c will completely change over time, obviously. Exactly. Uh, and also, uh, an important point I would like to mention is that we're trying to find, as I said, treatments, but also explanations why a treatment is working and another it doesn't work, which is very important in medicine. Most times now, just, you know, at uh, trial and error mm -hmm. a procedure where you try, it doesn't work, but you don't really know why, or it works, you don't really know why, but 
you use it. So what we would try to do in ES is to find explanations why mm -hmm. this should work in a group of patients or not. Um, and how we're doing that, uh, this is for the one use case, I'm going to talk about the other uh, later, mm -hmm. for the data, but the procedure is the same. Uh, so what we're doing, we're using uh, automated, automated data analysis techniques, mm -hmm. uh, so it has structured and unstructured data, because we have electronic health records, we are part of them are structured, we have yeah. publications that are unstructured or uh, scripts from the doctors. Uh, we have image analysis from PET scans, uh, MRIs. Mm -hmm. uh, we have sequence analysis from DNA sequences of the patient, uh, as well as the open data I mentioned. So, uh, there's a lot of sources. A yeah. lot of sources. So we do different. We have different modules in order to analyze the different types of data. Mm -hmm. And then what the SS will provide is a unified schema in order to sem okay. semantically connect yeah. all this data mm -hmm. in order to make sense. Yeah, right? obviously. Uh, so what about Alzheimer's? It's a disease that a lot of people are frightened of, and I'm not sure anybody can talk about any cure right now or any feasible treatment. Exactly. Uh, so, uh, so there uh, we have the help of uh, St. George's Hospital in London uh, together with... Uh, uh, ARUK, which is the Alzheimer's Research UK, it's an association about the mm -hmm. uh, about Alzheimer's, uh, and actually they have access to a very big database which is called CPATH that has uh, data about more than uh, 6,500 patients, and we talk about data that has the electronic health records, uh, MRIs. Uh, Anything that has to do with uh, yes, with the patient. Yeah. Uh, in addition, uh, what they do in Alzheimer's, what they do very often, they do some kind of tests. So they give people to write down uh, uh -huh. small text, given an image, in order to understand uh, the to get feedback. The, yeah, to get feedback and then the severity of the uh, of the disease. Uh, we take also this into account. Uh, so the idea is that. We, we have access to this data due to the, to the consortium. Uh, I'm going to analyze all this data in order to try to find uh, something that is, is going to help, some patterns that's going to help uh, towards the, the treatment. Because as you said, it's a, it's a disease that we don't really have a, a treatment on that. And it's very important to, to have because it's a very, yeah. uh, very spread disease. I'm guessing this is a big project. How many partners are in the consortium right uh, now? We are 10 partners mm -hmm. across Europe, and we have also in the test partner collaborator in the uh, US. Mm -hmm. uh, we have, so there are two partners in Athens. It's Democritus and ADC Athens Technology Center. Uh, from Madrid, we have the Polytechnic University. We have the hospital, uh, uh, mm -hmm. Puerta, Puerta Herio. We have the Spanish Lung Cancer Group. Oh, okay. Uh, we have from uh, St. George's uh, Hospital in London, uh, Alzheimer's Research UK. We have University of Bonn that they're helping the technological uh, Aspect, aspects. Yeah. Uh, and I have to mention here that w we have the two associations, the Spanish Lung Cancer Group and the Alzheimer's Research UK, because another goal of EASIS is the health policy making. Yeah. So if we manage to find by different uh, patterns and you know these uh, treatments and new diagnosis measures you're what we want we want to, to yeah. change the policy they, they you're have hoping policy. they yes. will advocate for it yeah exactly exactly so how do you see uh, one of my last questions is how would you see or how would you reckon uh, medicine in the future like um, I'm not going to say five years like 10 years, okay, I'll be more less optimistic. How would you see medicine evolving um, in 10 years with 
things like precision medicine, which I think is the way it's going to go. Yeah, I also believe it's the way it's the way to go. Uh, well, I'm an optimistic person, so <laughs> uh, I would see that uh, given all this digital. Digitalization of data and all this mm -hmm. available data, we will be able to to make real changes in medicine. So we'll have new treatments. Uh, each patient will go will go to the hospital, and uh, it will be directly classified to the group he belongs. They'll have the correct treatment he needs to have, and not you know the general medicine yeah. that used to have. So. Personally, I'm very optimistic that it's going to be a breakthrough. I think I think it's gonna uh, it's gonna really blow up because if we look into how many hospitals right now are digitalized and can keep data, it's not even like a one percent. Um, right, it's very low. I did and also, it's it's another aspect that's very difficult to convince them that they need to have digital data. And another aspect which is very uh, important, and we also try to face it in the U.S. is is the the ethical issues and the sensitivity of the data, the privacy. Yeah. Which, of course, we don't want to have patients' data go around, you know, publicly. Yeah. Uh, but I think I think the European yeah. Union has covered that. Considering the GDPR right now, the consent has been covered, and which I find fantastic. They've said that if you're giving your data for science, for research, you can't take it back. You might take it back from wherever else you want. But it's anonymous, let's say, first exactly, of all. Exactly, this is what I want to say. Of course, we take only anonymized data. We cannot recognize any patients or, uh, uh, you know, find information about them. We don't, we don't care about that. What we want is to use the data for the good of medicine. And yeah, yeah, for humanity. Exactly. Okay, so, so thank you for all that. That's something that everybody should be watching. Precision medicine, um, it's going to be a hot topic, and for the next years we're all going to be talking about that. And I think that actually, to put it in more simpler terms, if you want to live more uh, in your life, you want to grow be go beyond 100 years old, I think precision medicine is what is going to give the solution because it will be tailored exactly to each individual and be really... You know how I see Natasha the future? I'm walking in the street, not feeling good, or having taken an exam, walking up to an ATM health machine. I, I always say that to everybody. <laughs> putting our finger on something, taking some blood, and doing getting an analysis. But not only the analysis. Right there, having a doctor say, you know, you get to come in. This is serious. <laughs> go to the nearest hospital, Google Maps appearing, or whatever. And this is where you go. So um, <laughs> I think that's going to be, I, th I honestly think that's going to be the future. Yes. Uh, so that was uh, Natasha Krithara. She's a postdoc researcher here at Democritus. She's working on precision medicine. Um, the ESIS project, uh, do the website, do you? It's, it's ESISproject.org. Okay, ESISproject.org. So thank you for being with us. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. It, this is Vicky Kulavu for Tech Talk Central. Bye-bye for now. You're listening to Tech Talk Central.